FIG Ministry presents the Catholic Influencers Podcast. Join me, Alyssa Aegis, and my co-hosts, Father Rob Gallia and Justine Cumbo, as we break open the upcoming Sunday Gospels and discuss relevant topics and life issues from a Catholic perspective. For a shorter, more reflective explanation of the Gospels, be sure to check out our sister podcast, Catholic Influencers, Father Rob Gallia Homilies. Hi, and welcome to a bonus episode of the Catholic Influencers Podcast. I'm quite excited early in the morning here, and I'm waiting for a Zoom call from a renowned, world-renowned Catholic biblical scholar. Sometimes we don't put the two together, you know, Catholic and biblical, because the Catholic Church, especially amongst Protestant churches, is not known so much as biblical you see, we base a lot on scripture, on, on tradition, but not necessarily on scripture. But we're going to find out why there is this perception. But to do this, uh, I'm going to introduce you to Jeff Cavens. Jeff Cavens is a, has an MA in theology from the Franciscan University of Steubenville. He's a public speaker. He's an author. He's a television host. He also has a podcast and is a pilgrim leader with his wife, uh, and they are the cre- creator and the, of the Great Adventure Bible. Now, this Bible is the most sold Catholic Bible in the world. Now, consider this, that the Catholic, the, the Bible is the most sold book in the world, and he has the most sold Catholic Bible in the world, which is called the Great Adventure Bible. Now, I don't know if you've heard of this, but there's another podcast, which is the most popular podcast in the world, which is called the Bible in a Year with Father Mike Schmitz. And guess what? Jeff Cavens is the person who is the co-host of this podcast, as well as his own um, podcast called The Jeff Cavens Show. He runs, as I said, pilgrimages with his wife, Emily. They have three daughters, three grandchildren. Now, Here's the thing we're going to find out as well today, that he grew up Catholic, but he left the Catholic Church at the age of 18 to become a Protestant pastor. And then he returned to the Catholic Church and now he spends his life evangelizing, spends his life proclaiming the gospel. So let's not wait any longer. Let's head over to Jeff Cavens and let's hear his heart. Let's learn about the Bible together in this Catholic Influencers podcast. I'm in uh, Minneapolis, uh, Minnesota, the United States, and it's six, almost 6.15 in the evening. And we have, we've been experiencing unusual weather. It's our, it's our ninth day of over 90 degrees. And that's unusual for us because we're known as a, a cold state up by Canada. Wow, that's so nice. While here, it is freezing. This morning we woke up. Now, we, we have degrees Celsius and you have degrees Fahrenheit. So I, I actually don't know how to translate that, but I know 90 is, is hot. Well, here it was um, in Fahrenheit was was minus one, and I I went for a walk this morning with my dog, and um, we it, it was freezing, wasn't moving. But then I noticed, and no one was out. But I noticed movement on the street, and there was right in front of me. My dog starts freaking out because there was this huge kangaroo right in front of us. When and when 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 you think of kangaroos, you think of these cute animals. But this was huge, like twice my size. It was it was scary, so I had to turn around and go take a different road. That's my adventure for the morning. We don't have that problem. We don't have that problem here. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, you wouldn't. So, t- Jeff, tell tell us about yourself. I'm, we want to know you. We want to know your heart. And we, first of all, we're so blessed to have you here with us on this Catholic Influencers podcast. 
Um, it's, it's been a dream to be able to speak to you, to be able to hear your heart for the Word of God. We at Catholic Influencers love the Word of God, and we love that you love the Word of God. So just tell us about yourself, your family, um, just, uh, and yeah, just a little introduction. Well, yeah, I, you know, I grew up in uh, Minnesota, the state of Minnesota, and I grew up as an average American Catholic boy. And uh, by the time I was in college, I was really seeking God. I didn't, I didn't really have a what I would call a personal relationship with God, and so I started seeking God in uh, meditation, Eastern religions, and and that type of thing. I, I read books like the Tibetan Book of the Dead, the Bhagavad Gita, and other books. Uh-huh. And and it was in that first year of college that a young lady in my in my uh, cultural anthropology class ended up uh, introducing me to Jesus and that she loved Jesus and loved reading the scriptures. And uh, as an average American Catholic boy, I, that was foreign to me. I had never witnessed this before. And after school, I would go over to her house and sit with her, her mom in the kitchen and her mother would open up an old blue Bible and she would, she would share with me uh, the word of God and the fact that God loved me and that he had, he had a plan for my life. And I had never heard that before. And so I, uh, within a few months, I had uh, prayed and I asked God to come into my life in the way that he was in their life. And everything changed for me at that point. And, and it was just a few months after that, that I ended up in Bible college in Dallas, Texas. And, uh, and then after Bible college, I went into uh, broadcasting school. Uh, I went into radio and television school and uh, cause radio was really my love. And uh, when I graduated, I ended up in North Dakota and it was there that I ended up leaving the Catholic church and I became a Protestant minister and I was away for 15 years, 12 of which I was a, a senior pastor. But then I, I started to study the scriptures deeper than ever before. Uh, we love to study the Bible in Hebrew and we got deep into the early church fathers. And I started noticing that the church that I was pastoring didn't look anything like that early church at all. And so, as I started to study the early church, I, I started to notice that that they they had an understanding of the Word of God being Scripture and tradition. Uh, there was a strong emphasis on the papacy, the Blessed Mother, the Eucharist, and I, I wasn't experiencing any of that. And so, it brought about a bit of a crisis of faith for me, which led to deeper study, which led to a decision to return to the Catholic Church through a really a, a series of, I would say, miracles in my life. That, and, uh, and, and after I made that decision that I was going to come back to the Catholic Church, I met uh, a new friend who we ended up becoming the best of friends for the last, last 25, almost 30 years, Scott Hahn. And, um, and so, I ended up going from being a pastor to being a student at Franciscan University in Steubenville. And and then when I was there, I was asked to teach scripture. And wow. so I taught scripture for almost a couple of years at Steubenville. And then Mother Angelica called and asked if I would come on her live show to tell my testimony. And I did. And when I was on her show, she in the middle of the show, she said, honey, she said, would you pray about, about doing a show for us? You know, wow. uh, like a 13-week show. We, could, we, need to, we need to hear what you have to say. And I said, 
sure. And that ended up becoming our father's plan. I asked Scott Hahn to join me on that. And that's where I, I taught the Bible timeline, the scripture. And then right after that, Mother Angelica invited me to, to start my own show, live show on Thursday nights, which ended up becoming Life on the Rock. And yeah. uh, so the rest is kind of history. You know, I just, I started teaching the, my a Bible timeline that I had kind of invented when I was 25 years old, and I just kept it to myself. And as I started teaching that in Catholic circles, it, it began to explode. And then I, I partnered with a guy called Matt Pinto at Ascension Press, and we developed that uh, Bible timeline into a 24-week study, which I had taught at, at Franciscan University. And then it, it just exploded worldwide. And it was um, it was the Lord, you know, it wasn't something yes. that we could manufacture. We're not that good. And it was the Lord that really, I think, did that. And so now we have uh, Bible studies all over the world and, and uh, people are falling in love with scripture in the very same way that I fell in love with scripture as a young man. And I really haven't changed much, you know, in terms of uh, I just love the Bible, you know, mm. and I, I love to hear from God and I love to, to sit down with my Bible and listen to the Lord. And there is such a, a deep personal relationship with the Lord uh, via sacred scripture. And so that's, that's been my life since I was about 18 years old and is nothing but the Bible <laughs> and uh, the faith. That's so beautiful. And so just the, the few things that, that stood out to me while you were talking, you talked about this woman who um, influenced you and, and caused you to, to, to love God, you know, led you to Jesus. And one, one thing that stood out for me there is that very often, you know, being a witness to, to someone is, is not, not what we say to them, but it's allowing our hearts to be seen. You see, faith is, is caught, it's not taught. You cannot teach faith, but it's contagious. It's, it's, it's something that we, we capture, we want what they have. And I saw that also in your story. But then there's a progression as you, you fell in love with, not only with, with Jesus, with, but also his, his body, the church. And then from there coming to a deeper understanding of the scripture. But I want, I want to ask, Jeff, why, like, why do you love the scripture? What, what, what do you do, not only to fall in love with the scripture, which we heard a little bit about, but what do you do to stay in love with the word, the capital W, the, the word of God? Sure. No, it's good. It's a good question. Um, I think. I think that the, the. You know what I appreciate so much about scripture is that, for me, it's not primarily an academic endeavor. It, you know, it isn't. Um, I don't have a personal relationship with theology. I have a personal relationship with a person, the living word, mm -hmm. and and so I see the Bible, and I engage with the Bible as a relationship, not as just an academic or a literary endeavor uh, that can get, that can get stale very quickly, you know, and there's a lot of other things to study out there that are, that are interesting as well. But the Bible is the only book in the world that is penned by God. Uh, God is the author. We call this the uh, ins inspiration. And it's also the only book that I know of where the author actually enters into the story for real. And not only does the author enter into the story, but the author enters into a story with the hopes of having a relationship with me. And not just a once through read, but for a lifetime. And uh, not just for a lifetime, but for eternity. 
And so that means that the Bible is very different than any other book. And, you know, I have found over the years, Father, that I cannot exhaust this fountain. The fountain exhausts me. And uh, meaning that that it's it's like one saint said, it, the, the Bible's like a, a drinking fountain. Right. Uh, when you go to a drinking fountain, you take a sip, but so much, you know, lands on the ground. And uh, he said, don't be discouraged by all the water that lands on the ground, but be thankful for what you what you received, knowing that you don't you don't exhaust the fountain, but the fountain exhausts you. There will always be something there for you. And so, you, my basic my basic approach to the Bible is a relationship, and it's a relationship where the Bible exposes God and it exposes me, and it it reveals who God is and it reveals who I am and what our relationship is supposed to supposed to look like, which is a disciple of Jesus Christ. And so. Outside of my love for scripture, uh, the other thing that I'm really in love with is the whole idea of discipleship. Yes. Is I can walk with Jesus the way the early disciples walked with Jesus because I have, I have his word and I can walk in, in his word. It's not uh, just uh, something that I study. That's beautiful. And just uh, also, it's interesting that Catholics are not known for knowing scripture, for, for loving scripture, but yet you you um just seeing this love that you have for the scripture does wh- why why do you think catholics don't appreciate the word of god why like a lot a lot of catholics at least in australia and and a lot of the world even i do a lot of work in india and and southeast asia many people don't don't open their bible they they speak to god they go to mass they listen to the word of god but they their Bible is dusty or in a book box that their great-grandmother, their grandmother gave them and they don't dare open it because they don't want to ruin it. Why? Why don't Catholics appreciate the Word of God? Well, I think there's probably a number of, of reasons. Uh, one is that a lot of Catholics believe that they're not supposed to, you know, that they hear the Bible read in Mass and that the Bible and the study of the Bible and the commentary on the Bible is primarily a, a clerical responsibility. And that's what they are there for. And, and that simply isn't true. You know, the, the Bible is made accessible to all of us. And, uh, and I, think, I think that that's one reason. I think another reason is, is that uh, some Catholics have the idea that we as Catholics have the sacraments and Protestants have the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and that's not true either. We are given the Bible from the context of sacred tradition, and it comes from the heart of the church. And it's to be studied in the heart of the church. It's to be lived out in the heart of of the church. I think another I think another reason is that is that, and I've heard this a lot in the states over the years, is that the study of scripture. Uh, which we automatically think is like a big intellectual deal, is primarily for the academics. You know, the, it's the role of the academics to really study it, and they tell us about all these ancient names and places and concepts and things that we, we helpless laity would never be able to understand at all. And we kind of give in to that, you know, and, and as a consequence, uh, we don't have that personal relationship with Scripture in our personal relationship with uh, with God, but I, I love you know I love what the church teaches us, and that is that the sacred scripture, our Bible, is for all of us. 
and it is it is such a, a marvelous collection of God's writings that it, it, it it's big enough for the academic world to be sure, but it's simple enough for the beginner. Yes, and and it's like it's like an onion with multiple layers. You 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 just aren't going to exhaust it, no matter how smart we think we are, or clever, or how skilled we are. It's it's always bigger than us. Yes, and and there's room for every everybody to jump in and to have that relationship with God uh, via via the text. And so I I think that just a lot of, a lot of Catholics. And I guess this is the last the last example I would give you know to answer your question is that it has not been modeled. Yes, uh, a lot of Catholics don't have anybody in their life that they see opening a Bible. You know how many people, how many children grow up and never once see their father sitting downstairs with a cup of coffee with an open Bible and reading and praying. They don't see that and. Okay. And and this is like you said earlier. This is something that is not taught; it's caught. Mm-hmm. And to expect Catholics to wake up one day and say, "Well, I'm going to have this deep, intimate relationship with God via the Scriptures," it just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It has to be modeled, and that's that's what discipleship is about. It's literally sitting down with other people and saying to them, "You know, uh, here's a Bible. I want to show you how to read it." And because most people would say that it's just too complex, they've tried before, they gave up, and that's why it's it's incumbent upon people like you and and me to sit down and to say, "Let me show you yeah. how to read it," and uh, and and that's huge when it comes to uh, people catching catching fire, you know, and and uh, becoming passionate about it. And uh, that's that. I think that that's really important. So those are some of the reasons I think that a lot of Catholics have been late to the game when it comes yeah. to studying Scripture. And also didn't help, I suppose, that even in the past, that everything um, was they weren't allowed to read the Word of God in the, sort of hundreds of years ago. They were sort of the Word of God was confiscated from from the laity, and it was everything was in Latin, so they couldn't hear the Word of God. The only Scripture really they had was the statues and the stained glass windows and. And so we were a bit late to the game, maybe out of fear, maybe out of ignorance, but and that has caused a consequence, a cultural consequence, I suppose, in the Catholic Church to to be afraid to distance themselves from the Word of God. But at the same time, now there's a massive movement towards the Word of God. And this, for example, the Catholic Influencers podcast, also the Jeff Gavins show that um, you have as well, and and also the the Bible in a year. I, I want to hear about that. This this was this. I think Father Mike Schmidt's idea came came up with this idea of the the Bible. Tell us a story about this. All I'm going to say is that it ended up like the the number one podcast in all of the United States, um, uh, uh, in the world even, with I think one million downloads within the first five days. Oh yeah, we're go- by the time this uh, year is up, we will. We will probably be, you know, close to, you know, three quarters of a billion uh, downloads. So it's been crazy. Yeah, what happened was uh, Father Mike is a Minnesota boy, too. We both are here in Minnesota. And I have known him for 15 years or so. And we've been very good friends. And we get together. And uh, he also accompanies me on pilgrimages, you know, to the Holy Land and 
I've been there uh, 58 times. He's been there a lot with me and we did oh. other pilgrimages. And and so he's been a real student of the great adventure for years. And we, we get together and we'll take an hour or two and just share nuggets of truth with one another. And it's like a lot of fun, you know, iron sharpening iron. So he... He's, he's a big subscriber to the great adventure methodology of reading the Bible as a complete narrative, as a story that's made up of the stories, but there's an overarching story in the Bible. So he's really enjoyed that. And uh, last year he thought about, he's, he heard a podcast of somebody else reading the Bible every day and giving a little bit of commentary. And he thought, ah, I'd like to do that. And so we got together and we decided to take the the three-month reading program of the Great Adventure Bible, which is, real quickly for our audience, the Great Adventure system takes the Bible and divides it up into 12 periods. And then out of the 73 books in, those, in, that, in the Bible, we choose 14 narrative books that basically keep the, the story going. And then we show people where the other 59 fit in their proper, in their proper place. So, if you read four chapters a day out of those 14 books, you're going to read through the Bible, the narrative at least, in three months. So, that's a pretty quick read through the narrative of the Bible. And so, what we thought we would do is we would stretch that out for an entire year and try to read the Bible completely as a story and where the prophets belong, we will read them. Where Psalms belong and Proverbs belong within, um, you know, the, the first and second Samuel and Kings, we're going to read them right there. And so, we started to put this together and we thought, well, Father Mike will do the reading of the scripture and a little bit of commentary. And then what I'll do is I will come in periodically and I'll make sure that our our uh, friends who are reading with us stay on target because you can get lost and you know yourself, Father, there's certain parts of salvation history that if you don't have a, a trail guide with you, it can be very confusing. Yes. And so, he's the reader, I'm the trail guide, and we got together and uh, it was at the end of uh, December that we knew we were going to launch January 1st. We didn't have any expectations of anything Nothing, except that uh, there'll be some people that will join it. A lot of people know Father Mike. A lot of people know me in the Bible timeline. So, January 1st, it launched on Apple and a couple of other sources. And then I think it was January 2nd or 3rd, our producer called and said, you're number one. <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm thinking Catholic podcast, number one. That's, yay. <laughs> and, I, and she said, she said, no. And I said, religious, like the religion category? She said, no, everything. Joe Rogan, Ben Shapiro, all these big shows, you know, you're number one. And we both said, you're not serious. Wow. And then we went on to Apple and looked and said, oh, my gosh, we're number one in the country. How did this happen? And then we stayed number one for almost 20 days. And then it stayed in the top five for, I think, three months. And it's been in the top 20 ever since. And, and so, we, we got inundated by uh, television networks, newspapers, podcasts, radio shows, all wanting to know, how did you guys do this? And our answer is, we don't know. <laughs> but but, but <laughs> all, we can, all we can say is... Yeah, all we there's no formula here that you can copy, you know, and uh, and then we came up with um, 
there was someone, there was somebody who did a piece on us who was an expert in social media. And they studied it and they said, well, here's what happened. They, you got a, a priest that people know, you've got a Bible teacher that people know, a system that people know, and you have Ascension Press, which is pretty good at marketing. Yeah. You put all that together and you have a formula here that can hardly be duplicated. But Father Mike and I both would say, well, okay, well, that accounts for like 10%. So then what about the other 90? And that, that we have concluded is it's the Holy Spirit Yes. Raising up the, the word of God as a beacon of light in the midst of confusion and darkness in yes. the world today. And so, this is God's podcast. It's his word. Mm -hmm. we're, we're simply the people who read and talk a little bit. But the real draw here is the word of God. That's the draw. Because God wants to draw people to himself uh, via sacred scripture. That's beautiful. So, it surprised us. It really did. So God is working as that work. You know, you know what else we said, Father? Let me let me tell you what else we said. And that is Father and I both said, had we been told in November, you guys, January 2nd, you have to be number one in the country. We both said, Well, we wouldn't have done this. <laughs> we would have been funny and clever. Yes. <laughs> but God knows what he's doing. Hey, it's it's his word. Sometimes we we try to decorate things and God just says, hey, look, um, it's, it's my word is enough. My word is enough. And that's, that's so beautiful. And so this is, um, just quickly, as, as we conclude here, Jeff, first of all, I'd like to thank you so much for being with us on this podcast. I'm so, so grateful. Um, and so many of our listeners are going to be extremely grateful and excited about this. But just how can people connect with you? How can people connect with the Bible in a year? Also get your Great Adventure Bible. How, how, how do they connect? Yeah, we do have the the Great Adventure Bible, which we ran into a problem after the podcast, and that is they all sold out like within a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and so we have a lot of printings that are coming out now. And and the Great Adventure Bible takes the color-coded system of the Bible timeline chart, which, you know, is a very, very colorful chart. And it, uh, it's the only Bible that I know of that actually teaches you how to read it as a narrative. But if people are interested in the Great Adventure Bible or the Bible in a Year podcast or my own podcast, the Jeff Caven Show, you can go to Ascension Press and that's ascensionpress.com and they have all of that available uh, there. And you can go to Apple for the podcast too or anywhere fine podcasts are shown, you know, and you can, you can get it that way. And if, if people are interested in going to the Holy Land with us, uh, this coming June, Father Mike and I are leading a pilgrimage for young adults to the Holy Land. You can find out all about that at my website, jeffcavens.com. Look under the pilgrimage tab and, and all that information is there. We're really looking forward to, after all this time of being pent up, yeah. going to the Holy Land together and, and teaching aspects of the great adventure right on location, which is, for me, it's the, it's the greatest, uh, greatest uh, stage for a teacher, you know, yeah. is to be right there where all of this, all of this took place. This is all exciting and such a blessing again, once again, Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. Um, thanks for being with us and I hope and I pray that, that everyone will connect with you and that they'll grow and this is what it is about it's about discipleship it's mission and maintenance you know so, so it's hearing the word of God but now what let's get more and this is the Bible in a year this is the 
um, Great Adventure Bible. This is the pilgrimage. These are things we can do to to grow in discipleship with the Lord. Jeff, before we finish, can you just um, maybe would say a, a blessing, a prayer, like over? Uh, I'll give the final blessing, but you you can um, just bless the people that they may fall in love with the Word of God. Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this opportunity to share with Father Rob and all the wonderful people who participate in this podcast. I thank you, Lord, for giving us your word. And I thank you, Lord, that in your word, you, you show us the heart of our Father and you show us his plan of sheer goodness. And Lord, together with the heart of our Father and this amazing plan that you have, you have given us a foundation on which we can trust on which we can build and live our lives. We ask you, Lord, to, to develop in us even more of a hunger for your word, but even more uh, an intimate relationship with you and, uh, and, and help us to become the disciples that you have called us to be and help us to model to other people our love for your word that others would be disciples as well. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we just ask your blessing over every listener in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate this. Um, we look forward to hearing more, to learning more. We look forward also to connecting with you. Um, and may God bless you, um, your wife, your, your children, your grandchildren, and also your, your work um, as you continue to serve the Lord. Thank you, Father, and God bless you too. The production of this podcast would not be possible without the support of our donors and ministry partners. If you've been blessed by this podcast, please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a one-off donation or becoming an FRG ministry partner from just $5 per month, as well as enabling FRG ministry to impact hearts across the world through the creation of online resources and outreach programs. As an FRG ministry partner, you will have access to our rewards program where you can receive exclusive benefits and content to help you continue to grow in your relationship with Jesus. For more information about becoming an FRG ministry partner, head to frgministry.com donate. FRG Ministry presents our new online course subscription package. As a member, you will receive digital on-demand access to FRG Ministry's growing library of online courses. FRG Ministry online courses cover teaching, devotional and practical elements of the Catholic faith to help individuals, teachers, students and parishes across the world grow in their faith and understanding of the Catholic Church and their relationship with Jesus Christ. Current titles include Knowing Mary, School of Prayer, Pentecost and the Holy Spirit, Introduction to the Bible and more, with new courses being added regularly. All courses include high-definition videos with expert and engaging speakers, testimonies from everyday Catholics and downloadable content including interactive PDF guides, prayer cards and phone wallpapers. Online courses from FRG Ministry are also accredited for professional development for Catholic education staff in Australia. For more information about enrolment and subscription options, head to courses.frgministry.com forward slash subscription.